When it comes to the demonic, Christians either overemphasize or underemphasize its reality and our uh, response to it. What is then the biblical response of Christians when it comes to the demonic? Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider it as a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It, where we have two questions today on the same topic. Let's hear them. The first, in the Bible, you read about people being possessed by demons. I saw a video that showed a lady supposedly possessed by a demon and a man casting them out in the name of Christ. Is there still people who are possessed by demons today, and if so, how are they freed from them? Okay. And then, are demons, are demon possessions still possible today? How should we treat claims that demon possession in the Bible is really just mental illness? Okay, so two submissions, but actually multiple questions within this same (laughs) topic. all sorts of stuff around. All sorts of things we have to untangle and consider today on this topic. Interesting that we've had two submissions on the same topic by two different people, and... uh, uh, I wonder what's maybe there's a video going viral that we missed that yeah, somebody uh, has seen. Um, it seems like every once in a while, you know, videos like this kind of surface on YouTube and make yeah. their way through, you know, Christianity and and uh, it, it surfaces topics like this. And really, a lot of this stuff is cyclical, not even when it comes to like the demonic, but there's just lots of things that, you know, different theological errors that kind of come and go for a bit and, yeah. you know, cycle back through it. And apparently, demonic possession is back at the forefront of people's minds. That's right. And so, yeah. Here we go. We well, got what's also interesting is that even recently we've just done podcasts on ghosts and horror movies. <laughs> so, what's going on? We're living in dark times, people. We're living in dark times. Well, and maybe it is just that that we're we're seeing some of the the darkness and the depravity of man and just trying yeah. to understand what's going on and why people are doing the things that they do and Right. Well, like you said in the intro, the tendency in, amongst Christians on this topic and many topics is to either overemphasize it and be consumed by just uh, understanding it and mm-hmm. even seeing, uh, you know, uh, the demonic behind everything, you know, and, and uh, every bad thing that happens, it's attributed to Satan or his demons or something mm-hmm. like that happening. Or the opposite side of the spectrum of underemphasizing it mm-hmm. and uh, denying its reality, uh, just uh, avoiding talking about it, trying to explain away both biblical texts and also things that are happening in our life around us uh, away, even as one of the questions kind of alluded to is explaining it away to just being mental illness. Yeah. And, uh, and like with anything, those kind of extremes on the ends of the polarities are often where we find ourselves wrong. Right. Uh, I had a 
professor uh, back in my moody days, I used to say the problem with this extremes is it enables laziness. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of uh, camp out lazily on the outer edges of ideas and beliefs. He was one of my pastoral ethics professors. And, uh, and you see this just in politics and other things. Uh, people love to just camp out there on the extreme fringes of things. And then you can just hide behind your ideas and, and uh, you can just be lazy in thought and life. Um, and, uh, and so obviously we don't want to do that as Christians, and nor should we when it comes to the topic of the demonic. And so what's, where, where, what's biblical, right? Yeah. Where's, uh, uh, what's vertical? Not that we're trying to be centrists and things, but uh, as we live vertical lives to the glory of God, how do we think about the reality of this in the scriptures and the reality of it today in our life? Yeah. Right? Um, I think that's really what the what we're boiling down to here in the questions. Like, is it still possible today? Uh, second kind of question then from that's been from the submissions are how are people freed from demonic possession, and uh, and then third, what what about the explaining it away of mental illness? Are these just mental illness? That's kind of the the three things. So, but maybe even before we get there, we should probably talk about well, what is demonic possession? Yeah, I think, you know, just in this conversation, one important distinction is, you know, thinking about this idea of possession, this control versus oppression or an influence um, that that may be going on. And so I think that's one distinction that's important to to kind of begin to to think through possession versus oppression. Right. Oppression. Yeah, because we oftentimes that's what's used today is we talk about people being possessed by demons. That's mm-hmm. like kind of just the the normal way that we reference this. And yet, as we come to the scripture, there's uh, you know just shy of twenty passages. You know, if you were to survey the Bible where it talks about you know uh, the demonic in this way, or like actual like narratives on it. There's teaching in the you know in the law, yeah. um, and then you have some Old Testament passages like with Saul being uh, tormented by an evil spirit. And uh, and then in the New Testament, particular is you know the through the ministry of Jesus, there's a handful of times there. And really, the better biblical word is to be demonized, yeah, versus demonic possession. That's you know, if we, and even if we were to more literally uh, translate it, I think you know somebody being demonized. And then you bring up a a, a good distinction there because there is like the internal possession of people by demons. Which, as you just survey the scripture, is impossible for believers. Right. We who are possessed and indwelt by the Holy Spirit, Christians, uh, cannot be uh, possessed by, you know, internally speaking, uh, by a, a demon. Right. right. And there's some people who go back and forth about that, but it, like, as you look look at the scripture, it doesn't like that. That's just not anybody who is indwelt by them are not a believer. And that's the beauty of like when Jesus comes on the scene, then they're set free. And often with the disability or the things that, that come with being possessed by a demon, they're released and freed from even that. Um, as uh, as as Christ uh, saves them and uh, boots that uh, you know that demon or even the legion out, and so uh, uh, so so there's that. But then but then Christians can be. There is this idea of being tormented then by demons, the right. external or use the word I think oppression there that uh, that where demons are, are are tormenting or hurting or whatever attacking you know in in various ways uh, God's people. Yeah, I, th- I think 
of this kind of like a, a tick on a dog mm. kind of thing where, you know, a, a demon may even you know attach it itself to somebody for the purpose of oppression and tormenting, but it's not this idea of this full possession. Cause as you said, if we are indwelt with the Holy spirit, like a house divided cannot right. stand. Right. And yeah. so it's, you can't have both indwelling you as a, as a believer. But right. I think it's interesting just to think back even just a little bit more that, you know, before we are saved, yeah, like we are, part of the world, the darkness, right? That's that's what we're rescued out of when we think of Colossians mm-hmm. 1, that we've been rescued out of the domain of darkness into yeah. the kingdom of His beloved Son, right? Yeah. And so... It's a pretty powerful metaphor right there. Yeah, and so I think as we think about these things, we, we see that before Christ, like, we're controlled by our sinful nature, influenced by, yeah. by Satan and, and the demons for you know, for his domain of darkness. Right. And I think you're, you're touching on a, a helpful distinction that we have to make as Christians also, because you hear, uh, uh, even today, sometimes Christians will speak of, and, and un- non-believers as well, uh, saying like, well, I have my demons that I'm battling, mm-hmm. you know, or like, I've got my demons in my closet <laughs> kind of thing. And oftentimes in talking to them, they're, they're not actually talking like actual, like literal demons. They're talking about their sin yeah. or their temptation and struggles that, they, that they're tempted by. And there's this kind of victim uh, categorization of, of our sin as demons, which, you know, maybe demons are involved in that and the yeah. temptation and all those things. But, but we can't just like pawn that off onto, you know, to, to demons. It's a, it's a sin that isn't in us mm-hmm. that we have to crucify, that we have to put to death mm-hmm. and continue to walk in obedience and not just like cast blame on the, the you know, on, on the demons, you know, that mentality, like, well, the devil made me do it. Yeah. They may be involved there, but uh, but I think we just need to be more clear yeah. <laughs> and not just and not just say, "Well, I've got demons in my closet. Or I'm battling my demons." I mean, I get the sentiment, you know, or whatever. But it's like, well, it's probably no. It's just your sin that you need to kill, yeah. and, uh, and 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 be more precise. Like, okay, is this actually a demon? Yeah, and I think that that's an important distinction as we we think about ownership of just yeah. our actions. It, all of us want to justify our actions and to cast blame on others. Like it makes it a lot easier to look at ourselves in the mirror, right? It's like, oh well, you know, I'm just being oppressed or I'm being demonized. It's it's causing me to do these things. And the reality is, like, no, we have human responsibility to take ownership of these things, to bring them into the light, and to to bring them to the Lord. And so, obviously, as believers, we have that freedom in Christ. And but as unbelievers, like, yeah. We don't, and right. so we begin yeah. to see this distinction of you know, our our sinfulness and this oppression or possession of, of demons, and we just right. have to be very careful not to yeah. utilize it as an excuse. Right, right. and to be good Bible uh, you know, students and 
you know, uh, just uh, solid Christians in our thinking about those things. Because what we can do is like we can. This is the overemphasis and the um, underemphasis yep. part, right? We can overemphasize and say, "Well, the devil made me do it," and and find him behind it. Or we can go underemphasize and not embrace the reality of the demonic in yeah. it, and uh, and and just explain everything away through sin or something else. And um, and and that's not where we want to be. And so. Coming back then to the questions that are submitted, is 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 this still possible today? I think the answer, uh, you know, as we just think through the scriptures, well, yes. Yeah. You know, this has been around. We see it in the Old Testament. You know, all the way through uh, uh, the God's people there in the New Testament, and 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 then yeah, I, um, especially you know, it may be more masked today, especially in our uh, American culture. I was say, yeah. Our Western culture definitely uh, masks. Right. And yet, you know, you don't want to see the devil behind everything, in, but it's still around if you have eyes to see it. And uh, and then if you travel uh, around the country, you can see, you know, just uh, the, the reality of this. And it's, it's incredibly, incredibly sad. And so is it still possible today? Yes, you know, how are people freed from this the same way that Jesus freed people, you yeah. know? Um, we, we need to be careful of just going like the, the exorcists and all that, you know, calling on the holy people that can come and cast out demons, you yeah. know, and uh, take taking uh, the narratives of Scripture out of context in that or being influenced, you know, by movies and media, you know, of like the holy people with their holy water coming and, and uh, yeah. you know, and putting on a big show of... Uh, calling on you know on jesus and and uh you know and things that uh that that just make for this big show yeah and so even as we think about that like what does the bible call us to do when it when it comes to to these things and yeah well to the christian when it comes to the mind we've said this in other podcasts when it comes to things like this we're to flee that's like the only command in the new testament when it comes to the things of uh, of of darkness and and satan is like you know resist the devil flee from him right like get it as far away we don't dabble in the darkness that's why we talked about horror movies and other things like just don't play around there right. it's, it's just it, you're putting yourself in danger by uh, messing around with things like that you know if you play in the mud you're going to get dirty yeah. and uh, and and that's just the reality you know and so so that's you know that's that's just kind of in general for the christian mm-hmm. you know but uh but let's say we find ourselves in with somebody you know who is clearly you know possessed by a demon and and an unbeliever um in one of these scenarios yeah you call on the name of the lord you know yeah. this this is this you're this is the spiritual realm you know you're not going to sprinkle holy water there's not going to be any you know tricks or therapies or anything like that that are going to rid um this uh, person of this demon we have uh, we have two spiritual weapons prayer and the word of God. And that's how people are, by, by pointing them to Christ, and it is Christ who will deliver them. And, uh, and so if you find yourself there, you, uh, you start praying as passionately and as fiercely for that person, uh, uh, f- you know, to, to, to be delivered, as God would give you opportunity there in the moment or in an ongoing sense. Um, 
and uh, and reminding that person of of the scriptures and the power of the gospel and Christ yeah. who delivers. You know, you can just quote uh, uh, Colossians one <laughs> and uh, and uh, and not only this that He's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son and you know in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, and then go right into chapter two or not chapter two. Uh, it's there at the end of chapter one, right after that prayer. And the supremacy of Christ. Just start reading that to that person. But I think that's really where you get it. You know, just like I was just thinking of here in Luke 13, the woman with a disabling spirit. And uh, and this helpful along these lines. You just see how Jesus frees this woman. He's teaching in one. This is Luke 13, verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. You know, like that's that's a long time. That's a uh, crazy she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself and when jesus saw her he called her over and said to her woman you are freed from your disability and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified god but the ruler of the synagogue indignant because jesus had healed on the sabbath said to the people there are six days in which work ought to be done come on those days and be healed and not on the sabbath day now really the point of this text isn't necessarily the fact that Jesus is healing this woman. It's the whole like Sabbath and Jesus yeah. care and uh, for her. That's kind of the main point. But, uh, but you really see the, the power of Jesus to just set her free. Yeah. And, uh, and so how are people set free by Christ and Christ alone? That's the point I'm trying to bring them to Jesus through prayer, through his word and, uh, and watch Jesus do his work. Cause that's the only hope uh, for our salvation and the only hope for somebody, you know, entrapped and, and, and enslaved uh, by the demonic. Yeah, I think of, you know, First Peter 5 mm-hmm. is talking about the enemy prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And so what are we called? Resist him, firm in your faith, yeah. knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced. But just this idea of Jesus being the answer, like, being firm in our faith is fixing our eyes on Christ and knowing that it's him who has rescued us from all things, including yeah. the the demonic. And right. so what do we do? We, we flee from temptations. We flee from, from trouble. We stand firm in our faith. We remember the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we're casting it all on him to, right. right. Yeah, and as we encounter people like this, uh, we, you know, we not, we're not running from them, but uh, um, but uh, pointing them to Christ and bringing in other people and things to pray for um, the deliverance of this person. And man, there may be some s- situations like that that are uncomfortable, you know, where the hair and the back of your neck stands up, and where uh, y- you know where it is. Um, uh, and supernatural, unexplainable in, uh, in things. And, and so we just have to be discerning and wise and cautious and in community, uh, firm in our faith, uh, when, uh, when those moments, uh, are upon us so that we can, uh, truly stand firm in Christ and, uh, and point people to, to the Lord. And so I think that's, you know, is it possible? Yes. For unbelievers, no, for believers, this possession, can believers be tormented? Yes. Um, 
and our freedom is always by fleeing from and running towards Christ. And that's yeah. an important important thing here because it's not just running from and then running to something else. You know, we run to Christ always. Like that's just always whether sin, temptation, Satan, no matter what it is, like the answer is always the same. Like in life, we are fleeing from sin, running to Jesus. That's, that's like right. the whole like <laughs> salvation, sanctification. We're <laughs> repenting, meaning we are turning from our sin, our selfish ways of doing things, and we are turning towards Christ. Like that's just the Christian life. We are always running from and running towards right. uh, towards Christ and and uh, and it's you know it's possible um, but uh, to, and praise God that we can be freed right that right. deliverance is is possible but there's one other aspect here then and so okay we've said this is true and yet there is this uh, kind of propensity among some to say well it's just mental illness. Yeah. Particularly, people will explain away passages in the scripture like this, um, and uh, you know whether this or the you know the demon possessed man and Gennesaret and other you know New Testament passages will explain the things away like from what we you know now would categorize as mental illness. They don't really have a category for that apparently in those days, um, and then much of what we see today would be categorized as well that's a person has mental illness um and not necessarily the demonic and so how do we how do we untangle all of that yeah i think it is a challenge to distinguish just the effects of the fall on on us as humanity and just the way that our bodies and our minds don't operate the way they should and then also recognizing that like the spiritual realm exists and it's real um, and, you know, Paul talks about just that we're not just battling the flesh, but there is this spiritual realm that's at play here that we have to, to take into consideration. And so, um, I think it, it is a challenge to distinguish yeah. between these. Um, and so, uh, you know, as we walk with people, um, through these things, we, we want to be gracious we don't want to just be quick to to allow our our thoughts our preferences to dictate the way that we respond to them you know, sure. if we were making you know too much of the demonic yeah. and somebody's suffering from some sort of mental illness and we're just like oh well it's all demon possession and you go to you know these deliverance ministries and it doesn't work, then it's like, oh, well, you don't have enough faith and this, that, and the other, and it can right. go down that trail. Or if somebody's suffering from the uh, something demonic and you just say, hey, take this pill, mm-hmm. like you're not loving them and, and, and recognizing the spiritual battle that's at play there because we are both physical and spiritual beings. Yeah. And so to see how these things are working together and just, it allows us to to be more gracious when we kind of live in the middle of this and try to understand them for what they are. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, as, as you think about the question here, talk about, you know, how is it worded here specifically, or how do we treat claims that demon possession in the Bible is really just mental illness? Well, you know, there's, in my mind, there's kind of two things here. When people will th- say that in the Bible, 
I think we can reject that claim, especially when it says this was a demon. No, we're not going to explain away when it says clearly in the scripture, like the, these are the, in, this, the inspired word of God. That's right. You yeah. know? And so if the Bible says this was person had a demon, was demonized, then uh, we embrace that and don't yeah. reject it. The trickier part is today when we encounter a person, which you're getting at, is, you know, and this isn't, I guess, the scope of the question, but we're just expanding it, yeah. is that's where we have to be careful in that. And and here's the thing, like, regardless of the source, whether, let's say, okay, it's demon possession or, or mental illness, the solution or the way forward is still the same. Right. We're still going to point people to Jesus. The Amen. gospel is still the answer. Whether you are suffering from a, a, a mental illness, something going on in your brain, you know, in, 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 your, you know, in your heart, wherever it is, or a, a person has a demon, the, the answer is still the gospel. It is still Christ. And I'm not trying to oversimplify things, right. but, but, but we're not necessarily going to gain ground by turning inward and and getting you know into all the weeds there. Like we want to listen, we're going to help people, yeah. but then our counsel, our help, our exhortation, where deliverance and freedom, where hope and help comes from, is Christ and Christ alone, yeah. no matter what. And so, the way that we listen is going to be full of compassion. We're going to hear people out. We want to step into the brokenness and the hurt. And then point people to Jesus. Yeah. And you'll find real quickly, you know, I think as you start doing that, whether or not, you know, if this is mental illness or or uh, or, or a demon, because the demon isn't going to put up with that. Yeah. You know, as soon as Christ comes on the scene, as soon as you start doing that, things, you know, get, get crazy. They can't, you know, they shudder, they tremble, they can't, you know, that once the light is uh, shown on the darkness, demon goes crazy, yeah. right? And uh, and that's where things are crazy, and we get kind of like freaked out about it. But but you you find out pretty quickly somebody with mental illness, then you know hopefully like if they're a Christian, you know, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, they're going to start making some strides in that, and it's gonna it'll be hard, and there's all kinds of things yeah. going on. Or or if they're not, you know, it's still the same. We're still presented with Christ and the hope and the help, uh, even as they wrestle through those illnesses and things it's they're not it's not as though the gospel is ineffective or lacks power to change and That's to right. transform yeah, yeah. just going back to the power of the gospel like if we believe the power of the gospel then regardless of the circumstance like right that's our tool like we put all our eggs in the gospel basket that's right and it's the safest bet that we can make. That's you right. Know? And we just let let God's God's word do its thing. You know, uh, Romans one sixteen. You know, it's it's the power of God unto salvation. And uh, and so this is just where we point. Now it's not just like a canned answer. You know, even yeah, as we exactly. say that. You know, and I think we have to clarify that at every uh, podcast because we're always <laughs> talking about. We're always bringing this back to the gospel. We're always bringing it back to Christ. It's not just like, hey, take these. You know, four steps and uh, pills once a day and. Bada bing, bada boom, you're all you're all good, but we're constantly just over and over pointing people back to the Lord, no matter what, and uh, um, and finding the their sufficiency uh, of of the gospel, finding their worth and their identity in the gospel, not in this illness, and uh, and seeing the comfort of Christ even through walking through these things. Um, it uh, 
you know, Jesus is the answer, as simple as that, yeah. right? And, uh, and that's really where I think where we go vertical in this, and we avoid where we started at this, either overemphasizing and becoming consumed by it, or underemphasizing and largely ignoring all of this, is, uh, is we just keep our eyes fixed on Christ, continually walking with him, worshiping, walking and working for Christ, and, uh, um, and, and as we embrace yet the reality, it does exist. And we don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to walk in fear, you know. Uh, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And so we can walk confidently in the gospel. We can walk confidently uh, with our eyes fixed on Christ. Come what may, what, what come what we can or cannot explain, and we just continue to plod on, um, and all the while uh, avoiding the things of the darkness. Let us walk in the light, not in the darkness, and. Uh, um, and I think we'll be heading in the right direction when it comes to these things. Thank you for joining us today on this new season of Consider It, Ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. We welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church. You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider It.